product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Overnight tonight in Thunder Country, our low is going to be around 28 degrees. Your Tuesday, partly sunny. We have sunny days for the remainder of the week and a real warm-up on Wednesday with your high around 56 degrees. This weather update is brought to you by Albia Ford. They're right on Highway 5, and they are right on the money. Find out what the savings are. Stop by Albia Ford today. Now it's time for Just Start Talking on Thunder Country. Brought to you by People's State Bank and Albia. Just Start Talking is a community service program from KIIC. And now, live from high atop the square in downtown Albia, Just Start Talking. With me on my installment of Just Start Talking this week, I have a gal by the name of Alyssa Preston. She's out of Indianola, Iowa, and she's representing Iowa Corn. And we are going to be chatting about what Iowa Corn does. Alyssa, thanks for being with me on KIIC today. Thanks for having me, Pat. Absolutely. Uh, Iowa Corn uh, came to the forefront. Uh, it first started out as something called the Iowa Corn Promotion Board uh, back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, when first uh, ethanol was being put out. It was called Gasahol back in the day. And uh, it has grown, no pun intended, grown into a very large entity. Uh, tell us a little bit first about yourself in terms of your background, where you grew up at, and, and uh, how did you get into this position? Yeah, so I actually grew up here in uh, southeast Iowa near Oskaloosa, graduate of Eddieville Blakesburg, now Eddieville Blakesburg Fremont, and an alumni of AgriPower FFA chapter, as you being my uh, FFA advisor. And I uh, went to college at Kirkwood, Kirkwood Community College there in Cedar Rapids, and then went to Iowa State University. Upon graduating from Iowa State University, um, I worked a year at um, Pioneer and Hedrick there at the production facility in their lab, running um, some, some orders for them. From there, um, my now husband decided that maybe we should think about getting married, so he was near Indianola, so I knew that meant I needed to um, move on with my career, so from there I went to Corteva, well, well, you're going to have to edit this. <laughs> from there, I went to Pioneer out of Johnston at their headquarters there, and I was a sales support specialist. So I serviced sales reps in the Western Business Unit for them. I was there for about a year, and it actually happened to be that my husband was active at the county level for Iowa Corn. So he was on the Warren County Corn Growers Board and at a meeting, and they had announced that they had a position open for Southeast Iowa. So he told me about that, and um, I've always loved corn. I actually loved what I was doing at Pioneer, but um, felt called to apply. And now here I am, almost nine years later, uh, working for Iowa Corn and the Iowa Corn Growers Association and the Iowa Corn Promotion Board. 
And just a little FYI, Zach Preston, your husband, was the very first Farmer Friday that I had. And uh, that'll be a trivia question, I'm sure, one of these days. But uh, Zach is heavily involved with uh, agriculture there, with uh, Reynolds Ag as well. So uh, once you've got that position, though, uh, tell us some of your duties that you had to do with Iowa Corn. Yeah, so I was actually um, a district field manager for Crop Reporting District 9, which is southeast Iowa. Um, so my day-to-day looks looks different every day, but um, for the most part, it's talking with members, it's hosting meetings, um, it's educating people about where their checkoff dollars go. Um, it's also working with first purchasers, so your local elevators that farmers sell grain to. Um, and just overall, it's a lot of lot of education, not only sometimes in a classroom, possibly, but also education uh, for farmers. And then part of the work also is on policy and membership, because as our part of our Corn Growers Association is membership dues. And so we have people lobbying uh, for Iowa's corn farmers at the state and federal level. So part of my job is making sure that people people at the grassroots level know that we're we're advocating advocating for them. It's really cool how fortunate Iowa is because of the fact that we have so many different commodities. We've got the beef, we've got the chickens, we've got the eggs, we've got the uh, pork, and of course soybeans as well. But each of those commodities has their own uh, special group of folks that help uh, stir the pot steer the ship, make sure that things happen, and Iowa corn is no different. Because of the checkoff dollars that are coming in, that allows this group, the Iowa corn uh, people, to uh, get the word out about how important it is to keep pushing the narrative of corn and its corn products without this checkoff. It's uh, basically a moot point. That's correct. That's correct. So when a farmer sells their grain, one cent of every bushel sold goes back to the Iowa Corn Promotion Board. And the Promotion Board is a board of um, peer elected officials. So farmers sit on this board that are elected from their respected crop reporting districts. And so their mission is essentially to invest those promotion dollars, invest that one cent per bushel into programs that are going to move our industry forward. Um, so those buckets that we can use those checkoff dollars for are market development, education, and research. And the cool thing about those items, each one in itself has its own identity. Let's go ahead and talk about each one individually uh, let's hit that education one because that's probably the most popular one that people see on the road. It's the huge trailer that gets pulled down the road and it's got a beautiful uh, wrapped uh, paint job or sticker, or whatever you'd like to call it. But that's that's what really puts the eyeballs into 
Iowa corn. Talk about those trailers that you have. Yeah, so we actually have two trailers that travel across the state of Iowa, um, and then one actually goes to other states as well. So our corn trailer primarily focuses on corn, how farmers raise corn, um, how checkoff dollars are invested, and that one stays within within the state. And then we also have what we call our biofuels trailer. Um, and that one travels not only across the state, but into surrounding states as well. And so we're using that trailer essentially to educate people on biofuels and E15, um, helping them understand that that um, they can use ethanol, what they should be filling up with at the pump, um, and essentially helping them decipher the, the labels um, at the gas pump when they go to fill up their car. It's a strange item that a lot of people hesitate about using something that is uh, environmentally friendly, but yet sometimes people don't uh, utilize that ethanol product because they may be not as educated about the pros and cons. Talk us through that particular item about the biofuels that are available for people to use at the pump. Yeah, so if you go to the gas station, you will see that you can fill up with E15 or sometimes called unleaded 88. Essentially, that's 15% ethanol um, safe in cars 2001 or newer. Um, We have seen the research that your gas mileage will um, slightly increase. And it again, like I said, it is safe for cars 2001 uh, and newer. And hey, your pocketbook might thank you because it also is uh, cheaper than other options at, at the gas station. Less expensive is always nice for a lot of people because of the fact that uh, you only have so many dollars to to spend. But also with this biofuels, uh, there have been talk about uh, aviation fuel as been coming to the forefront. Uh, You've got any information about that? I have a little bit of information, but if you would like more information, you can visit our website, www.iowacorn.org. There's more information out there about it. Um, But yes, so sustainable aviation, we've been working on this for um, a few years now and making sure that um, the airlines understand that Iowa can provide them with the ethanol that they need for their sustainable aviation. Um, So we started tackling this project a while ago, uh, meeting with airlines, meeting with legislators. And again, that is part of what membership dollars are used for, making sure that um, we are at these conversations that that happen. Um, And if you would like more information on the work that we're doing on sustainable aviation, uh, again, visit our website, reach out to me, and I'd be happy to put you in contact uh, with several people on staff that are that on the Iowa Corn staff that are uh, working day in and day, na- day in and day out on sustainable aviation fuel. I'm chatting with Alyssa Preston. She's out of Indianola, Iowa, and she's with Iowa Corn. We've just been talking about sustainable aviation fuel that's uh, just starting to get the doors opened up and the reason why that this market is being looked at obviously more corn would be utilized for that and that's a good thing in terms of providing another useful environmentally friendly item for the entire nation so let's talk about that first trailer that you also have the one about education uh people go into it because they think it's cool but what will they see inside that educational trailer 
Yeah, so when you walk in, you'll see facts about corn. Uh, You'll see facts about um, how many family farms we have here in Iowa. You'll also see some information about ethanol in that trailer. Um, People can also read about the investments that the Iowa Corn Promotion Board is doing. And then uh, we always encourage people to look up when they're in the trailer because on, um, on the ceiling of that trailer is actually a picture of of over 4,000 different things that corn products go into. So when we take this trailer around to schools or county fairs or town festivals, um, people are always amazed when we tell them that corn goes into over 4,000 different products they use every day. Um, And so we always tell people, look up and believe it or not, something you probably already used today had corn in it. I think one of the coolest things that uh, corn is used for is biodegradable golf tees because so many times when you go out to the golf course you will see those broken tees at the tee box and uh, if they're biodegradable they break down which is good for the environment obviously that's right that's right so um, part of those promotion board dollars of course go into research and so one of the things you know we talked about sustainable aviation fuel but our research department is always looking for new uses for corn with a um, two billion carry out bushels of corn that we have you know we've got to make sure that as as good stewards that we are always looking for new uses new uses for corn so that way we can keep the markets where they're at earlier you talked about the three buckets you talked about education just now you talked about research i was uh, asking off air if research was primarily only to colleges and universities and you have mentioned that uh, you also contract those researchers so those independent researchers are the ones that may come up with uh, new items that um, nobody even realized was happening. Yeah, yep, exactly. So we're looking, um, we're, we're looking into research for new uses such as bioplastics and um, MEG to replace petroleum products and plastics with corn. And of course, we're also looking at phenotyping and growing corn because we know we can, with advancements in technology, we can, we can always grow corn better and, and more of it. That is interesting indeed. One of the other buckets was the market development. Uh, go ahead and dive into that one. Yeah, so this is probably where um, most of the of our resources go in market development. So 40% of each penny of the corn checkoff actually is used to defend current markets and search for new markets. Um, you can kind of look at this as also relationship building, so making sure we're sustaining those markets um, with other countries that we have, and we do that through U.S. Grains Council, and we also do that through the U.S. Meat Export Federation because we're looking at corn in all forms. So we want to not only send corn and ethanol um, to other countries, but th- but we know that livestock are the number one consumers of corn. So we know that we can add value to our corn markets if we're also exporting red meat to other countries. That's a very, very good point about the feed industry. But how about yourself? Have you been in on any of those missions to another country? No, I have not. We uh, we send our we send our directors on those missions, and because we want them to tell the story of how they grow their corn um, and how the practices that they use on their family farms. 
interesting stuff. And then, of course, administration costs are involved with that, and that's uh, the people behind the scenes in terms of doing the paperwork and things on that nature. Uh, the Iowa corn, again, has uh, several layers. It's kind of like an onion a little bit, but it starts at the grassroots, Alyssa. Tell us about those membership dues that are available for corn growers. Yeah, so a part of Iowa Corn, of course, we've, Pat and I, we've just talked about the Iowa Corn Promotion Board, which is one cent of every bushel sold goes back to the promotion board to invest those dollars. But the other part is membership. So we have the Iowa Corn Growers Association, which is a grassroots organization. Um, we have, we have members. Um, so we encourage farmers and maybe those t- tied to agriculture. Maybe you have an off farm job in, in banking or in reporting and you work in the agriculture sector, we encourage you to be members of Iowa Corn as well. But of course, we're a grassroots organization. And um, so we start our policy level actually at the grassroots. So we encourage farmers to attend our roundtables that we do in the summertime. And from there, then policy gets taken to what we call our grassroots summit at the end of August. And that's where delegates from counties across Delegates from every county across the state get to vote on policy that gets put in our policy book and then brought also to the national level. So um, we we pride ourselves on being a grassroots organization and um, having policy that starts at the grassroots grassroots organization um, is huge for us. Just like anything else in life, you get out of it what you put into it. There's some counties that are not involved with it and there's other counties that are very very active. Talk about uh, those active membership counties that are out there. Yeah, so across the state, we have about 64 active county organizations. So what I mean by that is I mean they've got a, a, a local board that gets together quarterly and meets and does activities at the local level, does some policy work at the local level. Um, and so if you would ever be interested in being a part of that, um, please reach out to us and or if you would be willing to start one uh, at your at the local level. Uh, we we invite that as well. Um, so some things that I've got a couple groups doing are our trivia nights, and then some some town festivals that they're helping sponsor. You know, they always try to book the trailer also for their um, local county fairs and local events that are happening. Um, so really trying to just. Um, Make sure that people are educated, but also then talk membership at the local level. So we charge those county groups with doing some of the promotion, doing some promotion um, on the promotion board side of things. And then we also encourage them to uh, do some membership stuff and policy work at the local level, whether that is meeting with their local representatives or doing a call to action to our federal legislators, or even maybe it's getting together with their county supervisors and, and understanding where their tax dollars are going at the local level as well. You know, the crazy thing about government and politics, some people don't want to get involved with that politics or the uh, government, but yes, you just uh, mentioned uh, talking to the supervisors of the county, they are involved in that money-making decision. And if you're not a, a person that's at the table in terms of membership, you don't have a lot of say in terms of getting some of that money. So again, strength in numbers on membership is very, very important to an organization such as Iowa Corn. 
Yes, that's correct. There is uh, there is power in numbers, and I think back to maybe one of my uh, high school ag classes that you said if you're not at the table, then you are on the menu. So that is um, that is one way to think about it. So even if politics may not be your favorite thing, it's always important to um, be involved, be listening, and um, we try to make it fairly easy at Iowa Corn. Um, so especially on state and federal issues. Um, if we have your email address, we'll send out an already drafted letter for you to send to your legislators um, and representatives. And so we try to make it as easy as possible. Um, and those are editable. So if you want to add some more of your own experiences in there, you can. Or if you just want to type your name in and hit send, we can do that as well. So again, we try to make it as easy as possible. You are one of nine people that are district field managers, is that correct? That's correct, yep. So there, if you look at the um, USDA crop reporting district map, we've got nine crop reporting districts across the state. So um, just last year, there used to be eight of us, and just this last year we uh, added one to South Central Iowa, which I had the ability to take over last September. So now I am covering 11 counties in South Central Iowa. So based on your crop reporting district, we have nine district field managers servicing the countryside throughout the state of Iowa. Out of that area, pick one project that you really think is cool. You don't have to say what county it is or where it's at, but just talk about the actual uh, activity that they do and put on that you think is really outstanding. Oh, Pat, you're going to make me choose one, huh? (laughs) If you'd like, you can tell more. (laughs) Well, I've got some uh, really active county groups that uh, starting out, they, um, one, I guess one group decided to um, help promote corn at the at the at the youth level essentially so visiting with ffa chapters which is near and dear to both of our hearts um we were we visited with ffa chapters and then gave them a grizzly cooler which if you didn't know grizzly was grizzly coolers are actually made in iowa so um we knew ffa chapters were taking a lot of trips within the state within the district to nationals so we provided them with a cooler to use at various events um and so that went over really well um, I have another group that loves to do a mixology night. So they're taking um, corn alcohol and making mixed drinks. And so then they do a fundraiser based on that. And then that goes back to the youth in that county. Um, and then, of course, I got another county that has had really successful trivia nights. Um, so they just get together for ag trivia, and it actually gets really competitive. So that is fun to see as well. But a lot of fun local events happening. So if you uh, maybe you're not in my district or maybe you're in another district, you can always find those local events at www.iowacorn.org. Interesting information and projects as well. Something so simple as getting together and asking questions for that trivia night. It has been catching on lately in a lot of small towns. Fremont's had it. Sheraton had it uh, just this weekend. So kind of cool to have those trivia nights. And uh, you're able to drum up some uh, financial support. You're also able to drum up uh, a good social time, you know, for people to get together. 
Yes, yes. And I think that that's, that's key. We all like fellowship. We all like community um, and being together as well. And that's kind of what those, those events do for us is they bring, um, they bring corn growers together. And uh, we just like to fellowship and have a, have a good time. So many people take corn growing and soybean growing and, of course, pigs and, and cattle uh, for granted. But as you look at the calendar, what's the next thing on the docket for Iowa corn in terms of uh, your projects that you have lined up? Yeah, like I said, we've got a lot of um, local events happening throughout the throughout the state. Um, another big thing is we will be going to the Iowa Capitol for our day on the hill come Wednesday, March 27th. So if you would like to join us that um, morning at the Capitol, we will meet at the State Historical Center there in downtown Des Moines for a legislative briefing and lunch. And then from there, we will go to the Capitol to talk to our representatives. So again, that is Wednesday, March 27th. Um, Again, you can find more information on our website, www.iowacorn.org. All right. We've been talking with Alyssa Preston. She is a uh, representative of Iowa corn in the southeast area and of course you said that there's some farmers that are on the board as well go ahead and give those uh, people a little shout out yeah so part of um, being on the board we've got two boards the Iowa corn growers association board and the Iowa corn promotion board um, and so every district has a representative on each of those boards and for south central Iowa on the growers association board we have Steve Kuiper from Marion County and then serving on the Iowa corn promotion board is Jared Flaherty out of Clark County and of course those people uh, uh are, is a volunteer position and uh, like so many other uh, groups and organizations and clubs uh, it's a thankless job but that's for sure they give up their time yes that's right that's right um you know they and they do they do a great job like i said they are elected by their peers so they're elected by farmers um but you know i think for for every person that's involved in an organization they do it because because it because it's a passion for them. And so these guys, you know, serve their serve a lot of time, not only um, on committees, but also on national committees, just representing Iowa's farmers and making sure that South Central Iowa is also represented. Interesting, as always. I appreciate your time. Alyssa Preston of Indianola, Iowa, with the Iowa Corn and uh, with our segment here on Just Start Talking. And if you missed this presentation of Just Start Talking, or you want to hear a, this entire item all over again, go to www.kicradio.com and select that audio vault button, and you can see that on the right side there and listen to it all over again. Alyssa, thank you for being with me here on KIIC. Thank you. You don't need a sign to make up your mind. you got your heart at the wheel. Wanna start sharing, caring, caring again? Well, it's your mind that tricks you into leaving every time. Love will turn you around, turn you around. Well, it's your
to me I still can't believe she leaves so easily she just got all her things threw them into a pile then she loaded her car and said after a while she'd done this before but this time she didn't cry That's why I'm sitting on the front steps Staring down the road Wondering if she'll come back This time I don't know After she packed When she looked back There were no tears in her Time she didn't cry 